Okay. Zoe, stop doing your ASMR impersonation. Okay. <laughs> so, Zoe, would you rather go vegan for a year or keep your normal diet, but you have to kill every animal you eat? Vegan, for sure. Why? I cannot bear to kill any animal, and I would be killing a lot of pigs because <laughs> I fucking love vegan. Ah. <laughs> See, see, I would just keep my diet. I think I, I couldn't really, there's some animals I couldn't eat because I don't know where to find them. But like, I'd for sure show up to like some farm and be like, yo, dude, like I'm, I'm, I'm killing 10 chickens right now. You would do that? Oh yeah. Easy. Easy. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> Can't be friends anymore. <laughs> okay. Roll the intro music. And we're back. <laughs> Welcome to the second episode of The Corey Show. Thank you so much if you tuned in the first show and you were like, huh, I'm going to stick around for the second. <laughs> Today, I have with me my good friend, Zoe. Zoe's like one of my first friends I made at LMU and uh, still hang out today. Um, yeah, why is that? I don't know. How did that happen? You suck. Um, no, but uh, if anyone doesn't know Zoe, she is responsible for my art for the um for the podcast she made my lovely the cory show icon which um i think is pretty sweet um a stud yeah thanks thanks for that <laughs> so, so, so give us a brave a rundown of uh what you've been up to um who you are what, what you do for a living and like who i am yeah you know oh, i don't quite know that yet you know just graduated what how many weeks ago it's like 12 God. almost well um i am currently uh working full-time uh, at a place called Planet Blue. I'm not sure if people are familiar with that. I feel like I've mentioned it what to do you some make? people. Like, what, what do you make there? I mean, like, what, 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 is, like, what does Planet Blue make? Um, clothes. Oh, that's so sick. It's pretty big. There's one right by you, actually. Um, and, yeah, I'm doing graphic design. I'm kind of just filling in for the senior graphic designer for now. Um, but, you know... Shit's get, getting kind of weird in the office, so we'll see if I stay. <laughs> Should you really be talking shit at your office on a podcast? <laughs> I mean, you know. I, for one, love my office. I think everyone in that office is great. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, well. Okay. Um, okay, so today, today, we have a special segment for you guys. So we are going to, we are going, so what's the word? It's like, not concretely, um, okay. essentially, we are going to determine once and for all if French breast coffee is better than a normal coffee pot. All right, in front of us right now, we have two cups of coffee. I know which one is the French press and which is the coffee pot. Zoe doesn't. So we are going to try both of them. And, uh, okay, first of all, okay, Zoe, let's just go over, what, what, what do you think of French press versus coffee, regular coffee pot? Okay, so I've never actually used a, Regular coffee pot, like that's that's the weirdest ever. thing to me. That's the weirdest thing. Why is that weird? Like that's like the, like the most like I think it's like the starter kit. Like that's like training wheels on bike. When did you first start using that coffee pot? Well, no. Okay, so like back in my like when I grew up, like in high school and stuff, like this is what my parents had. So okay, that's yeah. I well, I mean, my parents used it, but I didn't really you, start you drinking. Never... Well, I didn't start drinking coffee until like a couple of years ago, and I didn't start liking it until like. A year or two ago. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think it's true, like, a lot of adult drinks, though. Like, it's, like, coffee and then, like, beer and, like, 
Like, and why? Like, all that stuff, like, when you're young, is like, this is the nastiest thing ever. Oh, for sure. But and then, I'm also really picky, so. Yeah, okay. So, anyway, so, so, anyways, going back to, you never used a regular coffee pot before, but why, so, you, so you think, do you think the French press is going to win? I've been using a French press um, recently a lot, um, and I actually really like it. So, I feel like French press is definitely going to be the winner. But then again, we also used um, van- vanilla bean decaf, um, which is not my um, ideal <laughs> type of coffee. But, you know, <laughs> we're not going to be biased here. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So we are going to start that with the coffee on our right. Okay. Right. Just, just one sip? Drink as much as you want. It's decaf. Okay. <laughs> What do you think of this one? I need another sip. <laughs> okay, I'll take one. This is such a boring segment for the listeners. They're like, what the <laughs> fuck's going on? <laughs> <laughs> I like this cup. Like, I think I think it's like fine. It's like it's not. It's all right. I mean, it's got a little lukewarm. I have to say. Okay, that's because it took you like three tries to get this right. This is true. This is true. I only have myself to blame. Um, yeah, it was okay. Okay, let's let's try the other one. Okay, I will say they taste very similar. Like there's <laughs> not there's not a huge difference. What do you think? I feel like. Yeah, I feel like they do taste pretty similar. I'm just like looking at them. Hmm. I need to take. I need to second round, third round. Okay, well, the, much the, same. the coffee on your right is the French press. I fucking knew it. Yeah, and so he, here's here's my whole take on it. So I think the French press, I thought the French press had a slight edge over the traditional. Yeah. Um, and I think it just has a more like a richer flavor to it. Uh, I'm not a coffee expert, so I don't know why that might be. But I think, um, yeah, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was good. I think I think what's nice though about a coffee pot, like especially this one, is like first of all to like clean it out, like you just pull the filter out and like you just throw it away, um, and you just rinse the pot out. As well as this one has like an auto brew feature where if like you get up early, you can just load your coffee and water in that night, set mm-hmm. it to start brewing at six a.m., and then when you get up at six fifteen, it's ready for you. So I think that that's like one of the big pros of um, using a regular coffee machine. This is going to sound like a really, really dumb question, but how does a coffee machine work again? So it's just like... <laughs> Don't laugh at me. No, no. Well, okay. <laughs> so it's basically this coffee machine. You put water in the back of it, and then the there's a filter basket where you put a filter and your coffee grounds in, and there's a rain head. So the rain head then drips hot water through the grounds, through the filter, into the pot. Um, the rain head is supposed to mimic kind of a... Um, Similar to like the 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 pouring, like you know, like the single cup pouring. Mm-hmm. So supposed to evenly distribute the water through the grounds. So does the French press like is that? Would you say that the grounds or the beans or whatever come into contact with the water? Like, I feel like the yeah, I feel like the like direct contact. The French press might have a better like extraction method, maybe, but it's also yeah. could not even not be even as well as like the ratio. It might be a little harder to get, but yeah. Um, I mean, the thing I like about the French press is it. This is gonna sound so cheesy, but it's like much more of a a personal 
experience, you know? You feel like you made sense. Like cooking. It's like Yeah, it's but all you did was pour omelet. some water, pour some beans, and just press it down, and that's it. But I don't know. There's just something more to it. Also, you don't like. have to buy filters if you have a French press. This it's is little, true. It's a little greener. It's very simple. I enjoy it. I'm into it. Yeah, okay. What what do you normally get when you go to Starbucks? I don't really go to Starbucks anymore. Okay, what about, what about like fills? Or like, do you just get black coffee? Like, Okay, well, I am a huge fan and supporter of Phil's coffee um, because there it's, I don't feel like I have to, like there it's just straight up coffee. You just order coffee with whatever milk or cream you want and sugar. Whereas at Starbucks, I would always be like, oh, like I want like a, a grande, like, Caramel latte. See, there's no bullshit with, of fills. It's just there's like, no bullshit. Yeah. I just, want, I just want coffee. Exactly. Yeah. And so I guess there, like, I, I don't know. I mean, I get um, the Silken Splendor, if you're familiar. <laughs> uh, you don't really go to Phil's. I, I, I've had Phil's once. I visited my friend John in his office down in San Francisco, and like his office has um, Phil's coffee brought to the office every morning. That's and so, incredible. That's the only time I've had it. I thought it was pretty good. Um, Fun fact, there are 15 fills in um, San Francisco alone. 15 locations. Really trying to, what's called, dominate that market, I guess. Hmm. I feel like I feel like they have definitely a, like a the vibe that fills is more like, it reminds me of like the friend, like friends, like, uh, mm. like the coffee shop that like it takes place in, you know? Yeah. I feel like I get with that vibe more than like the... Panera Bread or like Starbucks where it's like, oh, don't, it's not friendly, like kind of just like get your work done or get out or yeah. if you're like. It's more of like a coffee shop experience and the baristas are always so cool. Yeah. I feel like baristas are like, like that has to be like in the, like the interviews, like it's like, are, are they cool? Like. I know. Would you ever be a barista? Mm, okay. I would just learn how to make coffee. Like I feel yeah. like. I feel, I feel like, like, like that's an important skill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that um, it's just like, such a good way to impress people. Like, if you have them over and you're like, oh, you want some oh, coffee? Totally, yeah. You just whip out some, like, super good coffee. And then they're like, Jesus Christ. Like, mm-hmm. because, like, there really is a difference between, like, buying coffee and making your own. Like, it's not like many other things where, um, you know, you could maybe make, like, for instance, I, feel, I personally think I can make spaghetti as good as a restaurant's spaghetti yeah that's that only that, that dish big only. guns <laughs> <laughs> but i've never made a cup of coffee where i was like oh yeah this could be sold to the store you really think you made spaghetti that was better than a restaurant oh yeah 100 it's not that hard what's the secret butter you add you when you toss the spaghetti with the pasta sauce you add butter wow. makes it super rich i know wow <laughs> You know, the other day I made myself a steak. I like, I cooked steak. You put that, you put that on your Snapchat all the time though. Like I feel like you eat a lot of steak. I've never made it myself. You never make it. You just make people make it for you. Yeah. Or I go out and I buy it. How, how'd you do Wait, wait what cut did you get? Uh, the, the boneless ribeye. Okay. So we're not, uh, we're not pulling any punches here. Just kind of the, the best cut available. I kind of just looked up this, the most foolproof um, steak to cook. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, well, here's the, okay, here's the thing about steak, I feel like, is that it's it's one of those things where the, 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 the meat can hold it on its own. Like, a really good steak probably almost doesn't even need a ton of seasoning, and like, let alone sauces or Yeah, I just put stuff some salt pepper on it. And yeah, yeah. And it so, so, like, but versus, like, but that's for a good steak. Like, 
shittier cuts like uh, a hanger steak or a skirt, like a little flank steak. Like those are all like. I almost got a flank steak. Should I not get that? Well, those are like great for marinades. They're definitely mm. a little more. They're not as they're not. They are steak, but they're they're just really thin, you know. Um, and they just cook a little differently, and like the prep is a little different. Right. Noted. Noted from. Okay. Okay. So you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you uh, you were telling me earlier today how much you love the uh, the Fab Five and from Queer Eye. Oh yes. Oh my God. What what is it about? Did you watch the original Queer Eye? I didn't. Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. Yeah, no. like the original one. I did not. I read an article about it because I was curious about what Queer Eye even was, but I did not watch it. What uh, what did you think of it? Like, I mean, or what what did that article like? say like well I feel like so this time or well okay wait wait so they have the new Queer Eyes two seasons right when did the first one come out the first you know? that came out like the beginning of nah like is it, it was like during the school year I remember because I, I was know. like watching it and like, I was, it was like, like I feel like it was early springish hmm. but well, I think it didn't catch on like I watched it. I saw like a couple people post about it, and I was like, "Oh, this show is pretty sick." And then no one really talked about it. And then the second season comes out, yeah. and everyone's just like losing their mind. I over had it. never heard of it, and then people at my office were talking about it, and I was like, "Hmm." And then like a bunch of my friends were talking about it. I was like, "Okay, maybe I'll give reality TV another chance because I don't usually watch reality TV besides like The Bachelor, but I don't don't even watch that anymore." But so then she so watched it, and then wait, which did you start from the season one? Or you yeah. Start- I'm the kind of person where if I'm going to start watching a show, I have to watch from the very beginning. So I watched the very first episode and I just like fell in love. <laughs> Who, uh, okay. Favorite. Personally, my favorite is Anthony. Like, Oh I, my God. I, okay. Okay. Why do you like Anthony? First of all, okay. Here's the thing. What's the, what's the one? Kawami, the, the, the black guy, what's the name? Karamo. Karamo. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't mean to be racist, but like, I know it's over the K. Okay. <laughs> I think he's the most useless member of that group. This is fair. This like, is a fair He literally, statement. his whole job is like, I'm going to give him a pep talk. It's like everyone else, like one dude is literally redoing his whole house. The other dude is restyling Oh my God, I have so him. much respect for Bobby. Yeah. He can see, he's like the unsung hero of the show. Like he does. Absolutely. He's like literally doing everything. Everyone's like, I'm going to take you and get a new outfit or I'm going to teach you how to cook one yeah. dish. And then Krom is just like, yeah, so. um. So how do you feel about that? Yeah. And like, why do you think this is? And it's like, dude, like. You're so useless, like... Okay, but at the same time, like, I'm not going to knock, like, a good therapy session, you know? I'm all about how, like, a few words can, like, maybe change a person's life. But, yeah, yeah. Karamo's, like... <laughs> maybe she doesn't get portrayed the right way. Because he seems like a great guy. And he, Karamo, is he and Bobby dating? N- no. Oh. Doesn't Karamo have a son? Or a child? Uh, yeah. What? I don't know. There's one episode where they started kissing, and I was like, they, start kiss- they weren't making out, no, but like, they kiss each other. Yeah, no, season- they kiss each other on the cheek because they're gay and friendly. <laughs> I swear to God, I saw them kiss each other on the lips, but maybe I'm wrong. Really? Okay, well, we'll have to look into that. But okay, wait, so Anyways, back, back, to, back to Anthony. Anthony, yeah, yes. So, first of all, not gay. Nothing wrong with being gay, mm. but my God, that guy has a beautiful face. Oh, absolutely. Hands down, yes. And he's like... The whole like cooking part. I, I, first of all, I respect a good cook, and um, I don't know. I feel like he's also like one of the most like universally like. Okay, I think he's like. If I was going to be friends with one of them, I'm probably friends with him. But like the one I find the funniest is Jonathan Van Ness. Oh my god! I think everyone would say that he is like the like. He is my 
spirit like, animal. Like he, like I he's wish modern Jesus in the flesh. Like he's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> he's so funny. I love him. Um, I feel like I started talking like him recently. Oh my God. Yes. Or like, <laughs> yes. Clean or, Oh God. I just want to like save all of the like fun, quirky little, um, phrases he has. Like I can't even think of them off the top of my head right now, but I'm just like, yes. I think with I think with the queer eye did really well is they really were able to like present have a well like a well rounded presentation of like gay men. I feel like almost like it's kind of just like because if everyone was like Jonathan, it'd be everyone like kind of would say like eh, like that's or like you know you guess people would be like well, oh just you're breaking like, that stereotype. Yeah, where it's like, like people like that do exist, but there's like people like like Karamo, yeah, who, who literally like at the beginning I was like is he even gay? You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know if you thought that, but. No, yeah, no, I, I, uh, I definitely, I mean, it's, it's a spectrum. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think I would say my favorite is Tan. He's so <laughs> cute and he's so sweet. And I mean, I would for sure let him raid my closet. I feel like he would. I think he probably should. I don't dress that badly. I mean, I could dress better. I don't invest no money into it, but you got to invest in some quality pieces. You have to care. Maybe you'll get a date, you know. Thank you for that, Zoe. Thank you for peppering that in there. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm here for. Um, But yeah, I mean, dude, for me, like Netflix this summer started out super hot. Like I had first, I had Riverdale season two come out, which was 25 episodes long. You watch Riverdale? Oh my God. Best show ever. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh my God. Let's talk about that. (laughs) Who is your favorite character? What the heck? Okay, so season two, I started not to, to like Archie as much. Just I was like, dude, like you're dating this like chick who was like a psycho family. Like that's wild. Um, Wait, I have a quick question. Yeah, what's up? Did you ever read any of the comics? No. <gasps> Literally, I was like, first of all, I love CW shows. Okay, so this, this kind of time, like it is so corny. They're so like overdramatic and like, it's like, it's basically, I equivalent it to like the modern day, like soap opera. Like no one, our generation watches soap operas, but like Riverdale is like as dramatic. Yeah. And so are like the other CW shows. Like I started watching Arrow and then I watched Flash and then I watched Supergirl and like Legends, which is also why my summer was like pretty lit at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then, um, but going back to the beginning, Riverdale was like, I thought season two was good. Um, I don't know. It was, it's just entertaining. Like, I, th- I think it's just really entertaining. But, like, at the same sometimes time... Sometimes it gets a little extra for me. Yeah, it can get really far-fetched sometimes. Like, it's like... Jingle jangle? <laughs> like, really? <laughs> yeah, that, I think that's some lazy writing. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I just feel like... But I feel like, I feel like the, the, the co- those core, like, four actors, you know, like, Veronica, Betty, Archie, Jughead. and Jughead. Yeah. I think they do a pretty good job of, like kind of coming off like as like real friends oh totally yeah. and like that's why i think those those four alone are the reason i like go back to that show i mean i follow them um, i think i follow all of them on like instagram and everything and i always see like they definitely have like that real like chemistry and like they're always hanging out and stuff so it's nice yeah yeah no i um so yeah that came out then 13 reasons why season oh, two yes i wasn't sure how that transition would be. I didn't read the book. And Me neither. I loved season one. Um, and I kind of, I, I was kind of hoping it would just leave it, leave it at season one. I thought that 
it left some like basically it left a, a conversation to be had. I feel like at mm-hmm. the end of season one, and it kind of tied it up in a nice bow, and it was kind of like you don't really know what happens, but it's things to talk about. And then now, it's kind of like I don't know that that whole last episode. First of all, it's been out for like two months. If you haven't seen it, I'm gonna spoil. Yeah, it I was for about you. to be like spoiler alert. I personally felt like that last at like the last episode at the dance homecoming. Is that the really intense one? Or is that... Where the kid's about to shoot up the school. But is that also the one in the bathroom stall? Yeah. Oh. But I'm not talking, I'm not talking about the bathroom stall. Okay, but okay, okay. What, 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 that whole scene where like... Um, what's the main character's name again? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Some I'm such fans a, we are. I know. But if, when, he, when he runs out and he's like trying to talk this dude talk this dude off like killing everybody it was just like that would never happen and also like that is definitely not the advice i would give anybody who like would go out and do that and so i don't know and then they throw that kid in the mustang and they drive off and then like the whole like i think the whole season three now is going to be well first of all apparently they wrote out they wrote off hannah baker like hannah baker really hannah baker's character's done interesting Um, she's not going to appear anymore but the like my whole thing with the like I guess they're gonna talk about gun violence in schools for season mm-hmm. three. And it's just like now you're taking this like story to something else and like I don't know, I feel like I feel like without like a shooting happening, it's like I don't know, I feel like this might like take a weird spin in season three. And like I'm kind of worried about it because season two they actually I felt like did it as much justice as they could and I, I was actually happy with what they did but mm-hmm. I also felt like season three was like oh my god here we go again like but unless I'm probably gonna watch season three and, oh yeah I'm a sucker for that kind of stuff but I'm just not a fan of how it, season two ended it just wasn't believable to me yeah yeah so we kind of the believability of it right I thought they handled Bryce's whole case and stuff like very accurately as far as like I didn't agree yeah. with it and it had made me mad but at the same time I was like this is kind of how it is like yeah <laughs> I'm sorry you're adding a lot to this conversation I'm Zoe. really sorry I'm, li- I'm just like I'm speechless I'm just letting you roll with it <laughs> okay well <laughs> <laughs> I also feel like I haven't watched it in a while so I don't really remember like I, I, know, I, I struggled it, so much to remember what even happened this first season when I watched the second I was like okay do I have to rewatch I, know, that's what, I think that's what's so hard about it is that these shows come out you know, all at once and you watch it within a week and then you have 355 weeks or 350, 50, 51 <laughs> weeks. You have like 51 weeks till the next season comes oh. out. And that's like, that's a lot to have time to forget about it. Yeah. And I did forget about it. And then I didn't, I really didn't even think they were going to come out with the second season. So I season mean, three. No, but it, had, it, it was such a hit. They literally within like the first week, they were like, oh, season two is coming. And, like, that was um, crazy. Speaking of stuff to watch, okay, so we, okay, for those of you who don't know, Vice has a new show called Minority Reports, and it's, like, one of my favorite shows on really? YouTube right now. Yeah, there's three episodes in it, okay? The first episode was about a white student attending a historically black college. Super interesting. Second episode is about one of the only black bull riders in professional bull riding. Huh. So then the third episode is about a group of four white guys from like Texas and like other parts of America <laughs> who 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 wanted who wanted to become K-pop stars. And I am Korean, but I'm not a huge K-pop person at all. Um Zoe, you're kind of into it, right? Yes, yes I am. So can can you just break down a little <laughs> bit for me like 
maybe like some of the cultural significance of K-pop. And not that you're Korean, but just like... Okay, but I also don't feel like I can do it justice by speaking about this because I've only... Like, I'm not a huge... I wouldn't say I'm a huge... Like, I'm not a K-pop fan. I am just... I like BTS very much, and that's about the only group. So I don't know if I'm... I could fairly speak on, like, any cultural, like... <laughs> you know? Okay, well, let me... Just, just like you. I don't know. Okay, I guess. But I guess to a certain extent, it was like... I think what's been interesting is that... Oh, I just got a match on Hinge. <laughs> <laughs> Hinge? Not to go on a tangent. Hinge? I learned for Hinge, like, six months ago. And Sorry, I... Sorry, you didn't tell me about this. Oh, yeah. This was a while ago. And so then every time... I, this is not a plug for Hinge. I have no sponsors for this podcast yet. So, you know, if anyone, Hinge, if you like try and get a plug, like, go hit me up. But yeah, so then I delete the account, but it, my profile's still up. Uh, so every time someone matches with me, they like, I get an email. You know, that uh, actually, that happened to me. Have you heard of uh, coffee, uh, coffee and, ba- what's that called? The coffee and bagel one? Bagel, coffee, something like that. It's another dating one. Is it just like people who love breakfast? <laughs> I mean, it could be, but I think oh, I can't even remember. I had it for like a split second. I was like, no, this is weird. And I did it. I'm just not a dating apps kind of person, but, um, it, I think it's one where you like, well, I basically, I get an email every now and then that says like a bagel liked you. <laughs> like, <laughs> Wait, so women coffee and men are bagels. I think I it's think the other so. way around. Cause like, you know, bagels got that whole, mm-hmm. <laughs> please, please, please elaborate on that. Explain why. Like that cream cheese. Mm. Okay. Okay. Moving on. Um, so Hinge, uh, you got a match? Yeah, I don't know. Okay. No, back to the K-pop. <laughs> but this is the more interesting part. It's what we want to hear about. <laughs> no one, first of all, no one wants to hear about my Hinge with Colleen from somewhere else. I don't, <laughs> I literally just saw go by my computer while we're recording. Okay. Back, back to what we were supposed to talk about. What were we even talking about? I don't even know. K-pop. Oh, yes. Okay. Okay. So... <laughs> Okay, so <laughs> okay, are you so, embarrassed, Corey? I'm is this what flustered. is that what's happening? <laughs> you guys should see him. He matches the color of his shirt, and it's like the salmon pinkish color. It's pretty funny. Yeah, drink some more beer, Corey. <laughs> uh, okay. Anyway, well, yeah, no. So okay, so I was super curious watching the show about K-pop because I was like, oh, fucking four white guys, like trying to do K-pop, like, what else is more white people going to take from other cultures? And, like, I'm never one to scream cultural appropriation, but, like, I don't know, I feel like that growing up, what was really bizarre for me in the show is that it was was watching four white people, like, desperately try to, like, be Korean and embrace Korean culture. And growing up, like, no one did that. Like, I remember that, like, my parents did their best to, like, kind of help me assimilate to Korean culture. They took me to, like, these, like, community, uh, Korean youth group things. And, you know, I thought it was, like, fine or whatever. I didn't really think much of it. And then especially in, like, school, though, like, people, like, like, it wasn't cool, though, to be Korean. Like, I think, especially coming from, like, it was interesting. Coming from, like, a suburban white community, a lot of the kids thought it was really cool to, like, be black and, like, embrace Mm -hmm. black culture because, like, all their idols were, like, athletes and like mm. that's who they looked up to and like to be fair like they're really like 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 for the most part like jackie chan was like the only like korean celebrity people knew at the time 
Like, or not Korean, but just like Asian. I was going to say, is Jackie Chan No, no, no. I, I just, Asian, <laughs> even just Asian in general, like the biggest demographic like of people is Asian. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, there were like really no role models. And so then, I don't know, I feel like in the last like year though, there's been this like, explosion of like Asian culture within Absolutely, like, yeah. you can see like, for instance, like Korean barbecue had been around for a while. Like I definitely had had it when I was like probably 10 or something, mm-hmm. but like now it's everywhere. Um, I had never had pho or like, um, even like we had been super exposed to like Thai food or like not not necessarily pad Thai, but like the curries and the, um, I don't know, the different dishes and stuff. And now like those things are everywhere. Like, really? Would you say that? Cause I feel like I've started to expand my, um, your very limited palate in my very, very limited palate. And I thought that was, I personally, I thought it was like a like a personal change, you know, like, oh, like I'm okay with foot now. Like I'll have it or like Thai food. Yeah. Whatever. Ramen. Ramen. I feel like I didn't even know ramen bars existed till sophomore year of college. For real? Yeah. I actually, maybe it never occurred to me. Like I thought when I heard ramen, I always thought like top ramen, like ramen, some cheap, like noodles and water. Oh, see, I I just think of, uh, what is it? Cup noodles. Cup noodles. Yeah. But then like, like, like Tatsu and like these other like big ramen houses, like where it's like this, like it's actually, it's like actual meal. And it's like delicious. Yeah. And I didn't even know that like existed. Um, so I feel like all these Asian cultural things are kind of coming to the forefront of, um, I don't know. It's like they're, they're becoming like normalized and like actually like considered cool mm-hmm. and like interesting. Cause it used to like, my group was like Chinese food and sushi. Those are like, yeah. the, if you like want to go out for Asian, you had those two choices. Um, and now like you, they, they're, there's, you know, like so much more. Um, but back to this episode, um, I don't know, what did you, what did you think about that? Oh, the white Korean, or was it white K-pop? Yeah, yeah, white people, white people, like, in K-pop and stuff, and, like... I, like you, was very, like, I just felt weird watching it. I personally had never heard of, um, what, are, what are they called? X, XP? The XP. The XP edition, yeah. Some, like, experiment, like, it stands for experiment, right? Because it was supposed to be, like, for a thesis thing, right? Yeah, it's a girl who went to NYU. So this girl who went to NYU, basically, for her art thesis, created a, like, a, a, a diverse K-pop group, which was, like, it originally was five people. It was all different backgrounds, and now it's four white people. And it's, it was actually interesting hearing that, like, a lot of people auditioned for it and signed up, right? I think, yeah, I, think, I think that yeah, I think what's interesting about it though is that there's like K-pop has this like I think I think it has a diverse following. It's not just Korean people anymore. I feel oh like, absolutely yeah. I think it's, I think it's interesting because you know I feel like K-pop was like like it used to be like like K-pop and anime and just like Asian culture was kind of like this weird thing where it was like oh if you're into that like you must be like some like nerd who like shops at yeah. Hot Topic and like. You're just into that because you you don't like like or the popular just culture. Push into this just like Asian like Asian fans like Asian bubble type thing. You know. I think I think Asians get like a bad rap for being fans of anything. Like I feel like. Yeah. Like even like at like raves and stuff like the ABG thing. Or oh, oh God, yeah. Great to some people kind of do it to themselves. Or it's like if you're, gonna, if you're gonna like be this crazy about it about it, like it's like you're probably gonna be made fun of. But at the same time, it's like I would I would. I would bet you that if you were just to take a snapshot of girls who go to like hard summer, like, mm. it, like they would, they probably all dress the same, but mm. Asian girls are the ones who get labeled as like the stereotype. 
As like ABG? Yeah. Like yeah. like what they're wearing versus like what like a white girl or a black girl or a Latino girl would be wearing. Like yeah. they're the ones you get stereotyped as it. Yeah. I, I agree with I don't that. know why that is, but I think that it's like one of those like weird cultural things. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't know. I've been trying to wrap my finger around it too because I feel like... Wrap your finger around it? <laughs> you mean your head? Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> wrap my head. I'm so sorry. Wow. I'm like, oh God. Anyways, wrap my... Wrap my head, is it? Oh, yeah. Is that what? Yeah, that's the phrase. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm tripping. Okay. Wrap my head around it because <laughs> because I feel like when I, I think about that kind of stuff and I feel like it affects me because, like, being Asian, like, I, I don't want to, like, be labeled as such, like, ABG or, like, something like that. And I feel like that definitely, like, has some sort of effect on, like, Yeah, like, what you're into, choices. like, yeah. how you dress, how you... I hate, present yourself. I hate being stereotyped, you know? No, like today we were shopping for clothes and there were, there were some clothes I didn't want to try on or whatever because I felt like it was very like, like, like another, another stereotype, like, like that kind of like ABG is like the Asian hype beast. Like dudes who are like super, not there's anything wrong with being one, but like it's basically <laughs> dudes who are like super into like Supreme off-white like Yeezys and I'm very familiar with that yeah <laughs> <laughs> anyways it's I don't know it, and it's, it's I think the I think the issue with that is that sometimes it comes off materialistic I think that's what people are afraid of like mm-hmm. I totally embrace like you know owning your look and like what you're into mm-hmm. but I think also though part of it is that those labels have huge price tags and like that's the whole that's the whole reason you wear like no one wears and just for like image. Yeah, and no like no one yeah. wears a supreme rectangle because <laughs> it's the highest quality sweatshirt available. It's because it's a red rectangle with supreme on it. Yes. And and so like yeah, like going back to like stereotypes you want to portray like some of the stuff like I didn't want it I didn't want people to just look at me and be like, oh, that's like another Asian hype beast. You know, not that, not, not that I hate them, but like, I just didn't want it. I, that stigma of like being materialistic and really caring about the brand you're wearing and stuff, like, that's just not what I identify with. Yeah. I mean, I also want to call you up because when you did see that piece of clothing, you were like, oh, I don't want to look too Asian. And I was like, well, what's wrong with looking too Asian? I know. That's just how I, I mean, look, if I hadn't gotten ripped apart in middle school, I probably wouldn't be having this conversation. But I think that's what came with uh, going to an all, uh, like a mostly white middle school, like just shitty people who like made it seem like a bad thing. Okay. You know, what's interesting is, okay. So throughout my life, I, I guess I, I've, mm, I attended pretty like diverse schools. Well, especially my middle school and high school, like we were like diversity, like that was our, oh my God. But, um, I feel like going into college, I had this mindset of like, I don't want to have just Asian friends. Like I want, like, I'm, I don't want to group myself with that. Like I want some white friends, like whatever, like, I don't know. (laughs) Taste the rainbow. (laughs) Taste the rainbow. Yeah. So I was like very against that. And then like over the years, I've definitely like regretted having that mindset at first. And like also super ironic because literally every single one of my friends or at least like close friends are Asian. I think that is interesting because, like, I had a similar mindset too. Like, I definitely thought, like, granted, I was the only Asian person in my friend group in high school. Really? Um, but I, at the same time, Asian. I, I guess, yeah. But at the same time, I was like kind of mindful of that going to college, where it was like I didn't want to be like in the Asian group necessarily. Like, I I identified with just like my diverse group of friends, and like that's what I wanted. And like, what I found though at the end is like I don't know if it's inherent or not, but like, it it. 
when you do make friends with someone like of your same background, like there are things you have like in common that you just don't with other people. Okay, that is something that I've been thinking about a lot and it confuses me because I definitely get along a lot better with like Asians, but I was not raised like, like I have no Asian background other than that I am like Indonesian and that's it, you know? Yeah, yeah, I I, I definitely get that too. It's like, it's interesting because I love a lot more Asian food than like my parents do. Like my Mm -hmm. parents very much like Chinese, like Chinese food is is where they draw the line. Like, and they have a lot of Korean barbecue once in a while, but really Chinese food is where they draw that line of like, this is what we, when we go out to eat, engage food, like we never get sushi. We never get um, Thai food. We never get like, like I got them to go to ramen once and they liked it, but like, yeah. But I guess like I've had, I guess like going into it, I had this more open mindset of like trying new foods. And so when I, when I do make friends with like Asian people, it, it is like a, like, I guess like the, that culinaryness, like that, cul- that mutual love of a certain culinary area kind of, I guess me, in my experience has kind of brought us together less than like. You think that's what brought us together? Cause you, I don't think you, we have the same taste in food. You just <laughs> eat and like, you eat nothing and I eat everything. So I guess that's the, that's the difference. <laughs> <laughs> That's my difference with a lot of people. I think also, I think also the thing with the Asian people is you kind of grow up with the same experience. I think that in what way? I just think, how you're treated. Yeah, and like society, okay, yeah. and like, and I think because you have that shared experience, whether you talk about it or you mm-hmm. don't, like, there might be things you do around those people that you're more comfortable with than other people. I don't know. I would agree with that. Yes. <laughs> So you always come in with those hot takes. I appreciate it. I'm so it. sorry. You, I just, um, <laughs> uh, I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> okay. So this brings us to my, um, my favorite part of the podcast where we do five things you should know about. So every, every episode at the end, um, myself and the guest bring up five things that we think people should know about. Um, last time we went one, like, like me, you, me, you, me, you. Okay. We can either do, you can either talk about all five and then I'll talk about my five or we can go back and forth. Okay. That's so not here's, an answer. <laughs> so, so here's the thing is we ended up talking about some of my five things already. Well, shit. I think I suggest, well, you know what? Maybe we won't comment on them, but you can still bring it All them right, up. all right. You want to go first? Sure, I'll go first. Okay, so my first thing, if you haven't seen them yet, so... The Rock did this speaking series with the Lakers, um, and essentially what how it started was Kobe Bryant back like ten years ago when he saw The Dark Knight went to his general manager and said, "I just saw The Dark Knight. Heath Ledger was amazing in it. I need you to get me like a lunch with him. Like I need to talk to him." And so the general manager was like, "Okay," and so he like said, "Okay, you're going to lunch with him tomorrow." And so then Kobe went and had lunch with Heath Ledger, and t- they talked about like what it was like to play the Joker and how you got in that mindset and how you perform at that level for so many months over and over again. And that started this whole speaker series that the Lakers do where the Lakers will sit their whole team down, invite a celebrity or a motivational speaker or some industry leader to talk about their craft. And so The Rock did, The Rock was invited to do it and he did this like four part speaking series. Oh, there's a lot of talking. <laughs> and um, I would recommend watching all four, no matter what you do for a living um, or if you're a student. It's it's just so, like, the way The Rock breaks down his hustle and 
what he's been able to accomplish and his mindset that goes into it, I think it's just a really great watch for anybody. Um, so yeah, check that out. Just type in The Rock, Lakers, and there's like the first thing to come up. Um, yeah, check it. It's four videos. They're super short. They're like 10 minutes long, but yeah, check them out. Hmm. Okay. Um, so I say mine now? Yeah, say yours. Okay. Um, I guess mine is kind of similar, just like in terms of like inspirational, like motivational kind of thing. Um, this is just like a piece of advice that I feel like a lot of us could use, I could use. I feel like I've been talking about it a lot, but just if you're not where you want to be right now, that's okay. We're all in a very um, developmental, st- like, part time. Gotta put that on a pillow and put it on your couch. Um, but basically, what I feel like, what I find that I have to constantly remind myself is that things are temporary, like nothing is permanent. Like I came into my job and we were talking about this like a few weeks ago, but I came into my job and I was, I felt, I was happy and excited at first. And then after like a week or two, I was like, this fucking sucks. Like, I don't want to be stuck in an office right now. I don't want to be stuck in an office for the rest of my life. Like I can't see the light of day at all unless I go out and take a walk. And that's just not where I want to be. And I just, I started to feel like really miserable because I was like, if this is what my, the rest of my life is going to look like, I don't, I don't think I want it. But then I reminded myself that this is all temporary. Like I don't have to stay here forever. I definitely won't be staying there forever, but yeah, it's just a good thing to remind yourself that things are temporary and if you're not where you want to be right now, you can be later. <laughs> My thank, <God. laughs> thank you for that, Zoe. That was, um, that was great. Okay. Second thing. <laughs> Second thing is um, I just got a print recently done of Manhattan Beach Pier um, from Costco. Not a plug for Costco, but Costco has the best printing rates. Um, I got like this, like this, like a thirty by forty print, and it's I think it's like it was one hundred and fifty dollars, which is a great wow. price for like something on canvas. It looks really good. The colors are so nice and yeah, vibrant. like for Costco, like you think like oh, it's gonna be like whatever. I printed stuff there before. It, it wasn't like a canvas, but I printed it for like my senior project, and they came out really nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, if you are an artist or you are a photographer or whatever. Um, yeah, get your printing done at Costco. That's like the little tip I found this week. You're next. <laughs> I did not hear that. Is my thing broken? Can you hear me? Maybe. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> okay, anyways. Um, my second thing um, is something we already talked about, but Queer Eye, if you're not watching it, you should watch it. Um, and uh, It's a feel-good show. It really is. I Okay, honestly, like total like transparency like I have I I have cried during multiple episodes <laughs> just shed a few tears oh the transformation God. it's so beautiful it's cute and like I don't know but I thoroughly respect what Bobby does Karamo a little questionable but Anthony he Jonathan. annoys me sometimes Jonathan oh my God I can't even say enough but like he's can I book a session with him like you think if I like tweet at him like yo Jonathan like I need my yeah, you should, you should try it. I think I'll wait for this podcast gets a little bigger. Yeah, I think so. I think I'll really elevate you know, he, it. Do you know he has a podcast? He does? Yeah, it's called okay. Getting Curious with Jonathan Van Ness. Stop. It's like, it's, it's, it's actually cool because his whole, the whole premise of his show is like, it's just something he's curious about. So it's like, if it's science, art, 
like wow. whatever, like a person, he has them on the show, they just talk. And it's like, it's it, but it, there's a there's like kind of a theme to each episode, and it's 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 is worth checking out. You know, really, what I really love about Jonathan is like I feel like I actually just what I love about the whole show in general. Like I feel like I like I feel like I am very judgmental, and I it's not something I'm proud of. But after watching the show, like I see and like you know like sitting there as. A member of the audience and just like watching it I'm like I can I can judge all I want but like their job is to make over these guys who are like definitely very self-conscious like they have all these things like I don't know it's but interesting like, because the whole yeah the whole thing is like it's like um usually the LGBT community gets judged all the time yeah like you know especially like it's more and more acceptable every day but like you know five ten years ago you, you completely judge someone like yeah. Oh, they're gay. Like, and gay is like a derogatory term. And, like, now it's like just like an adjective. It's just like, that's just part of, like, it's like you're Asian. Yeah. He's gay. It's like now kind of all the same thing. But, but yeah, I think that's an interesting dynamic that, like, kind of is, gets brought in by the show. Yeah. I mean, I just appreciate that whatever Jonathan has to say, like, it's always super extra because that's just how he is. But it's always like, there's some things that he responds to that I know he could respond in a negative way or like, you know, like he doesn't necessarily agree with, but he's always like, yes, queen, like, blah, blah, like he really makes the person like feel good about themselves. Whereas I'd probably just be sitting there like judging in my head and like, just anyways, very inspirational. And you all should watch Queer Eye. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Third thing. Okay. If you're, have not watched it yet, you should check it out. If you're into like documentary shows is this new show called Best Shot. It's on NBA TV on the uh, on YouTube, and what it is, Jay Williams goes to a, uh, new, a high school in Newark, New Jersey, and it's all about him coaching, helping coach this team. Who is it? Sorry, it's a, <laughs> I was just moving anyway. It's a uh, it's a group of um, inner city youth, and they all have their own individual problems, whether it be with the law, their grades. They're just in a bad environment, and the whole web series, and it's all free, is about. Um, you know, this former NBA basketball player helping them um, hopefully get win the state championship. So I've watched the first two episodes. Definitely worth checking out if you're a basketball fan or if you're just a fan of a good story. Um, check it out on YouTube. Best shot. So my third one is <laughs> totally random. Um, but I, fun fact, I had never had a margarita before. Like the drink, That's not insane. pizza. You went all of college without having margarita. Yeah. I've, okay, I've just always been a vodka girl. I don't know why. Call me basic, but I don't know. But I like hand sanitizer too. I know. I honestly, I can't remember the last time I had vodka, you know, but um, yeah, I tried a that, strawberry. That wild of a night. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so I had a margarita the other night and I feel like I needed to appreciate it more. So, you know. Don't knock it till you try it, I guess. Yeah, I feel like with drinks, it's like they're the ones you always like, but it's also like try a new one, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. My fourth one. Okay. Zoe and I today went to Nordstrom's, and little did I know, it was their anniversary sale today. And with living under a rock? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I live alone. Okay. So. <laughs> I got a shirt on sale for like, it was like 20% off. It was great. And Zoe copped a pair of Ray-Bans, like 35% off. Like they were like $200 sunglasses, right? $210 originally. And they yep. were like 130 bucks today? Yep. Not, not to flex on everybody, but like it was a good deal. 
I was actually planning on wearing them the entire time throughout this podcast, but then I realized I just, I, I'm not that person. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's, what's your fourth? Um, what is my fourth? Um, oh, well, we already talked about it, but Phil's, I feel like it's, down here, I feel like it's underrated. Obviously, up there, everyone's all about it. There's 15. I feel like the rage here is Blue Bottle. I feel like everyone's so hyped on Blue I've Bottle. never been there. Is it worth it? Have you been there? I've been, I've had the one, I, it's funny enough, I like, I've had the one in San Francisco. I've not oh. had it in LA. But I mean, I see it every I thought it was good. I thought it was good. I thought it was good, but it was like six bucks. It was expensive. That is okay. You know what I love about Phil's is that it's a flat rate or flat price of $350 for a small, $450 for a large. No matter what kind of milk. And you know, usually at like Starbucks or whatever, they'll charge you like for X almond milk. Extra what? For like almond milk. Almond milk, yeah. But like you can get like vanilla soy for the same price. Not that I get that, but see, here's the thing about my podcast. I feel like every episode I'm plugging like five things at the end, and it's like I can't wait till I get my brand deal. Give me like fills for life. Yeah. So like, if anyone wants to send me some free stuff, like I will, you'll probably be in my top five at the end. But <laughs> yeah, no, I'll definitely. Um, I think there aren't many fills in Orange County, but like I'll definitely slide. There, it's hard to find. I mean, where I am, like. El Segundo and Santa Monica and then downtown, but I don't know if there's any, probably not down here. Yeah. So sorry, that sucks for you. Hmm. Okay. Last thing in Corey's five things you know about. So I started using ghost pre-workout this week. Um, what the hell is that? So basically if you are trying to get shredded, which I'm not, you can use a supplement called pre-workout, which is essentially just caffeine. Um, and it just helps you get energized before your workout and I tried, I started using this brand Ghost. My friend gave me a sample of it earlier in the year. I liked it. I bought a tub of it. And yeah, it's, it's good performing. It tastes great. Um, check it out Ghost pre workout. Oh, that's the brand. Yeah, the brand is called Ghost. Uh, I thought it was like this like freaky new, like new wave. Oh, yeah. Like, like you see a ghost and you're like, before you work out, you're like, ah, boo, ah. <laughs> <laughs> sure, Corey, sure. <laughs> okay, my last one is. Um, <laughs> If you didn't know, there's an app for Chick-fil-A. Um, what? Seriously? I don't know if you're mocking me right now, but yes, there is. And a friend of mine told me about it and I started using it. And I once got um, free medium fries. Free. And oh, <laughs> word. <laughs> Subtle flex. Just because I've been using it. I mean, I guess that's like any rewards program, but I don't know. I am a big fan of Chick-fil-A, although I've been cheating on it with something else. <laughs> McDonald's fries? Raising Cane's. We talked about this. Oh. Is, this, how many, is there just one Raising Cane's? There's, I mean, there's one in Downey and then there's another one kind of near, not really nearby. And then out of state. No. I'm not an expert on raising canes. Wow, so you're like really going out of your way to cheat on Chick-fil-A. I really am. Yeah. It's <laughs> worth it though. The chicken is so juicy. The fries uh-huh. are perfect. I'll tell me more. And, you, and it comes with Texas toast. You know what we should do? We should do a um, raising canes mukbang. What's that? It's like a video where you just like eat a bunch of food and like review it while you're eating it. <laughs> oh, you know, I mean, I love to eat, so... Okay. Well, oh, this, okay. This Anyways, okay. <laughs> there's an app and you can get free stuff with it if you use it. Um, it's great, especially if you go to Chick-fil-A every single week like I do. And that's my last piece of it, what things you need to know. 
Wonderful. Okay, well, <laughs> <laughs> that's all the time we have. Zoe, thank you for being on the show today. Uh, thank you for having me. Um, anyways, this podcast, you can always find it on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, as well as the Anchor app. Um, I'll see you next week, guys. See ya. <laughs>